Welcome to the Thirst World Problems Podcast, where we talk about drinks, current events, music, and more. Now, here's your host, Nick Dugall, and his panel of experts, B, Bell, and the infamous Doc. The DOC, Doc himself, has come back because he was fired up about our last episode when we were talking a little politics. We got in the whole Capitol Hill thing. You know, we just thought that was going to be a wrap and we would have uh, said what we had to say. But Doc said, no way. I need to be speaking on this. I need to hear what you guys have to say about my crazy opinions. So we're about to hear his opinions here for the first time. He was fired up when he came in on this conversation. So he wanted this conversation. He longed for this conversation. We're going to cede the floor to him. I think he's got like a five-minute monologue that he's about to get into. So we're just going to let him go here. Here you go, DOC. No, no. Did you guys already talk about it? I haven't had a chance to listen to your most recent podcast. That, that stuff that happened last week was crazy. Okay. I've read articles. I watched interviews. Okay. They interviewed... Uh, a middle-aged suburban white lady that is a pro-Trump supporter. She went there with her kids to that, um, to that rally. She didn't go to the Capitol. And they interviewed her after all that stuff happened. And she says, um, I understand what they're going, what, what they're going through. And the, the reporter's like, what do you mean they're going through? Like their frustration. And he's like, well, frustration in terms of what? She goes, that they stole the election. Like, do you really believe that eighty-five million? Yeah, like, like she was serious too. Like, I watched interviews. Like, do you really think that eighty-five million people voted for Biden? That's absurd. And then the reporter's like, "Okay, so what? How did they steal this election? So what? What is the proof? Well, it just there's no way eighty-five million people voted for Biden." Venezuela. And that's, she, she didn't say any evidence. She didn't say, but she was so adamant that the election was stolen because there's no way Trump. No did. fact could change your mind. Yeah. Yeah. No, that, so, yeah. So you, you watch this. It's just no facts. So the report can say, okay, what's the evidence? Tell me what's the evidence that how they, she, she didn't say, I, I don't ha- I don't have any evidence, but I just know that Biden didn't get, Biden, there's a way Biden could have got 85 million. That's all she kept on saying. It's all she's saying is what they've been saying. It's just crazy to watch somebody. And, and, and what, what pisses me off even the most is I watched those uh, Capitol Hill voting for impeachment. And you have like well-educated lawmakers in, in government. Lawyers. Okay? High, high-level yeah, lawyers. Yeah. You have lawyers. You have business. You have like well-educated people. Okay. And to hear their rhetoric on this situation is like disgusting. And then they want to say Black Lives Matter did worse. They would try to burn down this. Like, listen, at the end of the day, what you see in, in government is pretty standard, right? It's white privilege. It's older white guys. There's hardly any minorities. And it's, it's their way of thinking is disgusting, right? Like, how could you even compare what these guys did to the Capitol to Black Lives Matter protests? Well, you wouldn't know about what Black Lives Matter movement is because you've never been. Well, it shows you right there, right? The backlash and the, you know, stuff we've gotten back from Trump supporters and Trump himself with like the no masks, right? Don't shut the economy down, this and that. For them, this is the biggest oppression that has ever happened in their lives, right? To the point that, 
they would go out to the capital like that, right? You have to look at that too, is like they they've never had this ever in their life where there's oppression, right? And so it's so crazy that they think that this is real oppression or of anything, man. And they don't understand. Yeah, like, well, like all, it's unbelievable. All, these, all, all of them are privileged. So when have they ever been told that they can't do anything? Right. So now then somebody's telling them not to do anything. They, they don't like it, but, but it just like, it really pissed me off when they said, start saying the black lives matter and they're, they're not any better than what these people did. Like it's not even close, man. These, it's these not people, even close. Yes. It's not even the yes, same yes. conversation. Okay. Y- yes. Some of the, some of the, some of the writing went a little, you know, crazy, which we, which I agree, but they're, they're protesting how they've been treated for how long, right? It's, it's, it's a totally different. You, you guys raided the Capitol because you guys thought there's, there's fraud on an election. Like it, like it, it doesn't even make any sense. I hear these lawmakers keep on saying this, but I'm like, all the four states that you guys are contesting, Arizona, Pennsylvania, Georgia, these are all Republican state run right now. So the governor, the elections, uh, all the all government officials are all Republican appointed officials. So if there was a fraud, you don't think your Republican senators and and government officials would look into it harder to find a fraud because they they're the Republicans. But the fact that these people haven't found anything is 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 thing. But the, just watching the the impeachment, hearing all these Republicans saying the fraud and 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 we need more time to to look at the evidence and all this stuff. It's just crazy, man. It's just white privilege, man. White privilege. Like I don't know if you guys ever saw any of the Instagram lives or Facebook lives that these guys were doing what was happening. How did you guys see when, you know, police officers were getting beat up and people were just barging in? Well, like what man, that's so crazy that that happened. You know, if I was a black person, they'd be scattered in a million pieces on the Capitol lawn. Like, let's like, let's what be was, honest here. Like, did, like 2020 has been a lot of shock effects happening. One to 10, how big was this when you saw this? To me, it was 10 out of 10. But I think what we sometimes forget is that like, we've kind of been conditioned to to that like we know that white privilege exists right so i feel like when we see these things as crazy as it is our tone even diminishes a bit and then the news boom comes out with they're not treating it as terrorists immediately right like so i think it's all this is baked in so my level was definitely high what hurt me was the confederate flag inside the fucking damn building and stuff like that man and like you know, police officers with, you know, back up, face down, just getting beat and stuff like that. And no guns were ever even drawn or shot outside. And like, it, it, it just like, it was like that they took off half the people off of the post that day or something like that and installed like a couple wackos that just let them through. You know what I mean? Like, how is, how is the police at that point how are they like that to the point where these people got in these lawmakers fucking offices, dude, bro. It's the color of their skin. Okay. You want to break it down? Real talk. That's what it was. These officers didn't feel threatened because these people were white. Okay. That's that. That's the reality of it, man. Okay. If you were to throw, if you were to throw the same, if you were to put the same security uh, at 
Say it was uh, Muslims. Say it was Muslims. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if you put Muslims or a Black Lives Matter movement and they did what they did, there would have been tons of deaths. Okay. You know that guns would have came out and there would have been tons of, there would have been way more deaths. Okay. It's because the protesters were white and most of them were middle-aged, uh, suburban people. And that's why it was not taken seriously, which is disgusting. You know what I'm saying? The problem, the problem with everything that we saw and everything we've been seeing for the last year has just been highlighted by this attack at Capitol Hill. This is now we're seeing how divisive this politics has been. And it's, once again, it's not even about politics. B, I know you've said that so many times. But you see that this country has been completely divided by, by privilege, by privilege, by what people feel that they should have and the freedoms they should have without being able to share or even extend that thought to someone else. And that's the thing that stands out to my mind. And that's why I couldn't believe we were asking on a scale of one to 10, how shocked you were that that's it. It was, it's off the scale. And that's why I couldn't believe it when I saw it. And I still, even looking back at some of the images now, I couldn't believe it. It's one of those things that everything happening this year, especially around the world has been about showing that you care for the people around you and just having respect for other people's lives. It's not about giving up anything of yours directly. It's about just having enough respect for somebody else. And we haven't been able to see people wanting to do that. We're talking about wearing a mask. It's uncomfortable. Yes, it's this and it's that. But you're telling me if there's a chance if there's a chance that it helps prevent other people from getting sick, you're going to refuse to wear a mask. Like it's all these little things. And what it's a silly antidote, but on my way home today, I'm driving and I'm, there's a train. So a lot of stuff is backed up and there's a turnoff to the left that uh, will take us down the side street. And there's a parking lot on my right. And there's a person trying to get out from the parking lot. And because of the train, people aren't letting him in, not, not letting him in. So I finally get to that spot and I stop to let this car go in front of me. And he's making a left turn to go in front of me. And then I can move up and I can get across, whatever, just let this car in. Guy behind me starts honking on his horn. Starts honking on his horn. I don't know if he's seen this other car. I don't know what it is. But just at that moment, this person is like, well, what the hell is this guy doing? Right? Like he, I need to get somewhere. I need to go there right away. Why is he, why is he stopping? I'm hoping he didn't understand that there's another car in front of me that was trying to make a turn, like coming out of the parking lot to go about his business instead of us keeping him in there, because that's the only way I can explain it. But I know that I've also been in those situations where people know that and they're just saying, well, why can't someone else let him in so I can go on my business and I can keep doing the things that I want to do. Well, if it doesn't affect you, that's been a big problem happening is if it doesn't affect you, you can't have like people lack a lot of sympathy nowadays, right? Like that's, that's the big thing is if, if you can't get ahead and if you, if it doesn't benefit you, you just don't care about the whole thing. And I think this, this was kind of brought in, you know, and brought it wasn't brought in, but it was made okay to think of because of Donald Trump. And what happened was, you know, in, in the name of free speech and stuff like that, like these platforms, you know, let it keep going and going for years and, you know, Muslim ban and, you know, 
all these things and let it keep going and oh it's a policy and it's this and that and it created this this atmosphere man and when it blew up there you can't say that there was people saying that this stuff like this rhetoric is dividing people and when things get divided eventually they're going to come to a boiling point and, and that's what happened now you see these guys oh no this is the four this is the crazies that did this and stuff leaders of statesmen that are you know these lawmakers saying these things and the only reason isn't because they actually believe it it's not because their morals or their family tells them to believe it the only reason they're saying this is is that if i say this when trump is gone i'll be able to take hold of his base and they'll vote me in if i vote if i go in 2024 that's all it's about man it's and that goes back to that it's all if if you if it doesn't do anything for you these people don't it's not for them man and and that's just the harsh truth of it one of his un ambassadors that quit uh, nikki haley whatever she went on twitter saying when twitter and all the stuff suspended don trump she says i can't believe for like china we're silencing our people for the right to speech and i'm like silencing him like 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 china china silences people because they want rights they want like democracy they want they don't want a dictatorship that's why they're getting silenced donald trump's getting silenced because he's saying crazy stuff this event last week happened is a good thing because you know why we pretty much called out trump for what he is to the fullest extent you understand what I mean? He's gone away with so much stuff these last four years, but for him to create this situation made a lot of people open up their eyes and realize. And what's he's going gonna, on. and he's gonna lose a lot of corporate support. Like there's, there's gonna be no reputable brand juggernaut corporation that's gonna, you know, give him money, lend him money, any cause that he has. We've seen everything pulled. That's where it hurts him the most. Because that's all he cares about. Is that's all he's ever cared about, and 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 I do agree with you on that for sure. That it showed him for what he is and what he can end up doing, and he he ruined the party, man. That party isn't what it was is anymore, right? They gave everything up at the end. They have no power, and they're a joke, man. Like the Republican Party, he made it a joke. I feel like the world, not just the U.S., but the world has a lot of hidden races. And Doc, you and me were kind of talking about it today, but like, like there's a lot of people who try to see what they can get away with. And him basically running made a divide. I feel like that, that divided the world, that divided America. It was, to them, it was, hey, if my president's saying it's okay for me to be like this, I'm going to be like this in the open now. And that's why we you saw the last four years so much... You know, white supremacy, so much racism happening just in a flash of our eyes. Because to him, the le- to these guys, our leader, the person who's running our country is saying it's okay for me to be it. And we can use it as a quote-unquote freedom of speech, right? And in a way, mm-hmm. the voting, the voting system gets you, gets closet racists and closet, you know, believers of certain things to technically get their voice out without anyone knowing that they got their voice out because the candidate yeah, is who they vote I, for. Right. But I think, I think that had to do with the whole Obama uh, administration, right? For eight years, you got to think about it. Eight years, first ever colored president. And I'm pretty sure a lot of those people were, you know, 
not liking it because nothing to do with his politics, but just the fact that a black person was running the country. So that no, I think right. that kind of I think that kind of made a big difference. Saying, "Hey, you know what? We can never make this happen. Make this mistake happen again," according to them. So I think I think this is what caused having Trump to run because people were supporting him, even though he said it at first that you know maybe I should run. And people were supporting it because they because he thinks exactly like those guys, and that's what they wanted in the office. Someone who represents them that's in the you know front lines. Hey, yeah, man. The uh, United States can never accept that they had a black president, right? And that's where he that's where he ran off his his uh, his platform, right? Look at the first two years of what happened. They tried to get rid of everything that Obama tried to do. He tried getting rid of everything. So basically, you wasted two years of that. And then the next two years, nothing else happened, right? So no wall happened, Man, none of those things that listen, he promised. Listen, the, 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 the funny thing is, listen, every incoming president is going to have their different policies, right? But this guy's policy is just so whacked. It's like crazy. He doesn't believe in climate change. He pretty much reversed everything. He doesn't want to give people health care. Why? Because he's white privilege. He has money. He doesn't. He doesn't care about. That doesn't you know, affect lowering. Him. Yeah, it doesn't affect him. So why would he care? Why would he care to fight for something that he has no issues with? He's never had an issue paying for medical bills or getting appointment. Right? It's just you know what. Especially in Canada, we see a huge landscape. Like we have lots of diversity in the government, right? And that's got to change, right? Because we're so used to seeing old white guys be run the government. Right? Why can't it be a brown guy? Why can't it be a Muslim guy? Why can't it be a Gullah guy? And and that's where change is going to have to make. It's going to have to happen. It's going to have to have our like our like our kids' generations. We're going to have to show them the right way and 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 the proper way to have a voice and show them that things could change. And we need to put them into that place. And that's why United States landscape, the politics has changed so much. Because you know why? Most most of the people that re, that vote Republican are what they're the, they're old white guys, right? The, the demographics have changed so much in the United States, right? And especially even in Canada. If you look at our politics now, we have so many people of, of, of diverse culture and backgrounds in politics. And that's going to have to happen because it's, it's going to have to represent how the landscapes change, right? It's and I think it is. That, that and runs. I think it is changing because, like, no, for example, for sure. you know, for the, sure. the, for sure the places changing. that won, the places that won Biden the presidency are you know the blackest cities in America, Detroit, right? Atlanta. Know, but that's one but that's what I'm trying to tell you. They can't accept that. That's you the thing. I mean? And there's an inevitable change that is coming. And this was kind of like the last and, ditch, and, right? And 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 how how is it that we had the first that Warnock guy from Georgia? He was the he's the first black elected official. How is that even possible when Georgia is predominantly black? But why voter oppression right and it's also a lot to do with the concentration of where that is right so if we look at georgia as a whole right so a lot of the lot of the votes and it's always been that way is so atlanta right like atlanta has always been a huge concentration of black people especially because that's where they feel safe and that's where they are in large numbers and so typically that's that that city has always been okay 
All right, it's going to come back usually blue, right? What's happened in Georgia is it started to expand out and comes a little bit too with that generational wealth where now you have people being more and more comfortable about moving out of a strictly like kind of black areas and go into some of these other areas. And now you start to see some of that spread as well as you're starting to see the next generations of typical Republican families starting to switch that. I think it was uh, Nick last time that was telling the story about the girl who wasn't allowed to go to a Black Lives Matter protest, but then her mom was there storming the Capitol, right? So because of some of these moral issues, you're starting to see the younger generations of these parties starting to change and take forms, even in predominantly white affluent areas, you're starting to see that that's starting to shift among the younger generations. I think Georgia was a representation of some of that that's happening. But- Man, you know what the most ironic thing was during, during the elections? They interviewed Vietnamese uh, immigrants that came after the Vietnam War, okay? And they were all Trump supporters. And I'm like, in my goddamn mind, you're a Trump supporter? And, and what is it? Because he's giving business tax breaks? Like, it's not always about the money. You wouldn't even be in this country if he was president because he's against immigration. I was like, how do you make sense? You guys know, I have lots of friends in different, in different types of occupations, okay? You know, majority of us, all of us grew up middle class. So we understand and see the struggles that our parents, right? Our parents are immigrants. We see their struggles. We all grew up middle class. You know, none of us were fed with a silver spoon. We all, everybody worked hard. Our parents worked super hard to provide for us. And it just, it just, it just makes me sick sometimes when I see some of my friends group the same as me, hardworking parents, immigrant parents. And now that they've done well for themselves, their views and ideas change. And it's just disgusting. Like I, I, I asked a friend who's a doctor and during the elections last year and a half, uh, the Canadian election, I said, Oh, who are you going to vote for? He's like, I'm voting conservative. I go, okay, why? Why? Tell me why. Tax breaks. Which those don't even much touch tax. a lot of people. Yeah. I, I said, I pay too much taxes. I go, so you're going to vote conservative because of tax breaks. I was like, you're a doctor. You make X amount of money. Do you honestly think this tax break is going to affect your lifestyle and how you live your life? Well, it's my hard-earned money. I, I, we really pay too much taxes and now we're going to pay more taxes. Right? You understand what I mean? It's just... It's just, it's just crazy in terms of how people don't still understand where they're coming from. I'm 100% with you, man. I feel like, I feel like once someone gets to a certain point of a, a, a yearly income, they, they lose what's really on the ground level. They lose what's reality and, uh, and where they come from. I think that's a huge thing that happens to a lot of people, they don't realize that, you know, you saving a few percentages is losing a lot for a lot of people. Right. Yeah. You know, well, it ties back into the theme that we talked about earlier where everyone's out for themselves, right? Like that they can't see there's a focus so narrow on self that you can't see outside of exactly what you're saying, where you save a couple bucks here but it's taking food off of someone else's table there here in Manitoba that came up with the conservative government talking about eliminating breakfast programs from a lot of our schools. Because you've never experienced it. You've never had to use it. You think these, these, these motherfuckers never had any issues with putting food on the table. 
I'll be honest, when I when when we first came to Canada, I me and my siblings, we we utilized that breakfast program every morning. That's where we went and had breakfast when when I when we first came to Canada. Right? Right. So so the thing with these guys is is like I said, same thing, white privilege. They it doesn't affect them, so they don't care. Right? Or they forgot, or they forgot when it affected them, like you like you said at the yes. beginning. And yes. then yes. like I have For people, sure. man, I have like I, I've known some people that have been like, you know, struggle to, you know, get up to, you know, through high school and then after all of that and whatnot, and you know, maybe they're in uni or whatever, and you know, something will come up like, you know, how like Sweden or New Zealand, you know, gives free uh you know, schooling and stuff like that. Oh no, we, we can't do free schooling because, uh, well, I had to pay for it and why would anyone else get it? Well, dude, man, like you have to think of the bigger picture in ways of like, what if this school free school for, you know, these poverty stricken kids, what if that's the person that comes up with the net? Like it's, it's no, there's no thought like that. It's just, if I had to do it, then these guys can't get it for zero or for like, look at, look at us, for example, like millennials are the ones that pay for, you know, look at what the, a lot of like the, uh, the terrorist attacks in the early two thousands, right. Shook the economy. Then the 08, uh, recession shook the economy for five, six, seven, eight years. This 2020, it shook the, our whole working lives. We've been through tremendous, just pressure. Right. And that's why a lot of people don't own their own homes, man. Right. Like, and they don't, they don't have that because if you went to school, you ha- and this is more in the U.S. than it is in Canada. If you went to school in those times, you have hundreds of thousands of dollars in debt that you're not going to pay off by the time you're 40, man. Your life's not going to start by 40. And a lot of people don't even think about that, man, right? It's, it's unbelievable how if I went through it, the other person has to get screwed. You know what I mean? Like, I think a sympathy oh, yeah. is a big, big problem, man. Listen, man, everybody's selfish. A lot of people are selfish these days. We have to invest in our young people, like our kids. And if we can, and if you look at it, a lot of these kids with potential, why can't they go to university? They have to work to help provide for their family, help their parents out, help their siblings out. So if we offered it, and they took advantage of it, they could contribute to society in a better way. That's the shitty part is that a lot of people are just selfish in their own ways. They don't think about it. Like I have a friend who doesn't believe in climate change. He's thinking it's bullshit. And he says, why would it matter? Why would it matter to me, doc? I'm not going to be around to see the effects of it. So why would I care? Why wouldn't you care? You have kids. Your kids are going to have kids. So you would want them to still have a place to live, right? It's just the selfish mentalities that people have these days. It's crazy. And that's the thing. I don't want people to think that we're any kind of uh, Robin Hoods because, I mean, we all have our own issues. But, yeah, sometimes you just got to think think about other people. I mean, even though the first thing Doc came on here and done was try to get some uh, free headphones. But, I mean, you know, this guy's always uh, looking for a deal and then he tells everyone else to be nice and, and uh, you know, just share. So, it's always a good thing, man. Always a good thing. Always good to have Doc on the show, man. Hey, listen, I'm a, I'm, I'm I'm still an immigrant at heart. Immigrants always want to deal, bro. You know, it's his favorite pastime. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Thirst World Problems Podcast. For more exclusive content, follow us on Instagram at Thirst World Pod. Make sure to subscribe, like, and share.